Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, October 24th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. Good morning, Good Tom. morning, and happy birthday to you, Mr. Cannon. Thank you, pal. Only 10 more years and I can qualify for <laughs> Medicare. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. We won't All right. we won't date you, Carl. I just, you know, you have covered every president since uh, Howard Taft. So let's talk about immigration because we have a story from uh, our old friend Morton Kondracki on the site this morning. We ran a couple pieces in the afternoon yesterday. You know, there are pieces coming from the right saying, look, the border crossings hit a new high. There's an extra emphasis now on on people who are crossing the southern border who are on the terror watch list. Uh, that number is also at an all-time high. I think the DHS issued a uh, statement or Border Patrol issued a statement about an alert that there are folks to be on the alert for folks who might be from the Middle East who are uh, upset about the way uh, America is backing Israel, watching you know folks from either Iran or Palestinians or members of you know Hamas or Hezbollah crossing the border to try and do us harm. This has been an issue, Carl, that has been out there since the day Biden took office. And their response is to all of this is that one, the border is closed. And we know that's really not true. And it's been sort of a bald-faced lie. The other is that it's the Republicans' fault, that Republicans ruined the immigration system. And on his first day in office, Joe Biden proposed an immigration plan. And it's just the Republicans are so stubborn and, and extreme that they won't go along, won't compromise, won't do anything to help restore our immigration process. How legitimate is that argument? And, and do the American people buy it or not? Well, it's not, look, it's not true. Let's just dismiss it out of hand. The, the Democrats, and I don't, I don't say anybody set out to do what we have now, but they, the Biden administration was so intent on dismantling what Trump had done. They didn't want to do anything Trump had done. And some of what Trump had done was catastrophic, separating kids from their parents. That's not good. Well, wait a minute. Let me <laughs> no, let's 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 talk about Trump for a minute. So they didn't want to they didn't want to look like they were doing what Trump was doing. But and because some of those things were inhumane and maybe not even legal. But this remain in Mexico um, solution that Trump sort of stumbled into. I mean, he, by the time he left office, you had something that was working. They got rid of that. And this led to hundreds of thousands Perhaps, we don't even know, millions, uh, up to two or three, millions of people coming here claiming they were refugees seeking asylum. That's not what the law is. The other day when the Biden administration said we're going to give 500,000 work permits just to Venezuelans who come here, that should be, he went, oh my God, that's one little country. What, what happens, these people are coming, the Venezuelans in sex of elections elected socialist dictators who ruin their economy. So they're coming here for economic benefit. They're coming here really for the promise of freedom and for economic opportunity that all of our ancestors came here for. But this idea that they're coming under refugee status and seeking asylum, which are legal terms, the Biden administration has been talking out of both sides of its mouth about this. On the one hand, it says, no, we're, we're giving them court dates. They've got to come to court. When they come to court, they'll be adjudicated. Now, most of these people will never show up in court. The court dates are years in advance. And meanwhile, the Biden administration's Justice Department is suing Elon Musk for not hiring these people, literally for not hiring people at SpaceX who are here illegally. So the Democrats have created a problem. But now suddenly they want to fix it. And Mort Kondracki's piece 
Mort's a Democrat, a moderate centrist Democrat, very thoughtful, very centrist guy, very, very empathetic guy. Uh, And he points out that Americans are still in favor of legal immigration. We take between a million and a million and a half people every year legally, Tom. But he said, Biden's got to get a hold of this. I think some Democrats are simply overwhelmed by what they wrought. Others don't care, but they think it's a political problem. But finally, what you have is Democrats talking about it in, a, in the same way that Republicans are talking about it. Let's fix it. And it's been, you know, what, two and a half years coming, almost three years. It's kind of overdue. But this thing that you mentioned, Tom, is the new wrinkle that gives it immediacy, which is no one wants a Hamas style attack here in the United States. And if you're letting people in and you don't know who they are by the hundreds of thousands, you're risking that. And so I think the thing now, it's more than it's more than a political problem. It's an, perhaps a national security problem. And if the Republicans could get a Speaker of the House, uh, we might be able to deal with it. Might be able to deal with it. How? Well, you think something's going to pass? I, I urge our I urge our listeners to listen to read Mort's piece. There are some compromises out there. This this. Congress doesn't seem, I mean, literally can't do right. anything, you know, you and nothing. They can't, they don't have a leader and it's not all the Republicans fault. It's, you know, all these Democrat, every Democrat there voted to get rid of Kevin McCarthy, as I keep saying on this show, because I'm hoping someone somewhere, some commentator other than me will notice that this is also the Democrats fault. Um, but, but there are ideas out, but there are ideas out there, Tom, if you wanted to address this problem, there's ways to do it. I'm going to make an educated guess that nothing is going to get done during election year. I will also make the educated guess that if there is some type of terror attack that takes place uh, and and by someone who crossed our border, southern border illegally, the public is going to blame Joe Biden and the current administration, not the Republicans. And it's going to be a They're probably huge, not going to blame Matt Gates for that <laughs> political problem for him. So just in his well, own political self-interest, happen. he'd be, you know, I think uh, wise to try and do a little bit more at the border. But uh, but we'll see. Another issue, Carl, that's hmm, kind of s- tangential, I suppose, uh, is this idea that uh, that Ron DeSantis has been pushing on the campaign trail, saying that any foreign students that are here on on student visas that are participating in any of these pro Hamas, pro Palestinian protests or signing these you know letters that are basically cheering on the the Hamas terrorists ought to be deported. They ought to be that have their student visas revoked and they ought to be sent away out of the country. Phil Wegman mentioned this at the White House press briefing uh, the other day and it was and Ron DeSantis ended up retweeting it and saying that the administration's wrong on this, this should be done. I've seen some people say they like this idea. Um, where do you come down on this? Well, I, I'm, I won't give you my opinion, Tom, but I'll give you a counter view to Ron DeSantis' okay. view. Uh, the, the Washington Post had a story on this, and they, they quoted an uh, ACLU um, official and a law professor. I think he's here at Georgetown. The Constitution just doesn't only apply to American citizens. The First Amendment right belongs to anybody who's here legally. Um, these students are here legally. So and, and, you know, you mentioned pro-Palestinian demonstrations clearly within anybody's right to free expression. Pro-terrorist demonstrations, little different deal, right? <laughs> so, so, but the government, you know, these college presidents who suddenly rediscovered freedom of expression now that their students are saw, saying these deeply offensive and crazy things. But before, you know, you could get 
kicked, you know, they'll take away your tenure if you question affirmative action, but now you can support the slaughter of 1,400 Jews, but you have a First Amendment, right? I mentioned that for a reason. I think that I think the college presidents have a role to play at this in these co- in these universities and these and these workforce and 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 employers. I don't really think the government should be policing speech. It's the one issue I'm perfectly willing to declare my opinion on. I talked about that for three years, and and and, and the conservatives are like the college presidents. They've sort of switched sides too. They were around, they were defending freedom of speech two weeks ago. Now they're saying, "Well, round these people up, and deport them." But but the, here's the question. These these visas, these scholarships, it's a privilege to go to an Ivy League school or any American university if you're a f- foreign student. It's not a right. And if I've got students on my campus who are making other students afraid for their lives because they're because they're cheering on terrorism, I think that's I think that's who ought to step in is these is the the people who brought them here, not the government. But I you know, if I if I have a college I'm a college president. I, I bring those students in. I said, if, I know you signed this position, maybe petition, maybe you're caught up in the moment. But if you really believe that it's okay to slaughter people, men, women, and children because of their faith, you don't belong at this school. You're, you're not really welcome to stay here. I think that is well within the Constitution, and I'd be comfortable with it. I don't think the government, though, ought to be policing speech. I love you, Carl. I love your your optimism. I mean, you think an immigration deal is going to get done and you think college presidents are actually going to step in. I mean, name a single college president that has done anything close to that, remotely close to that. They've all done the opposite. The president of Penn, the president of Harvard. I mean, they, they have, they have refused to show any sort of moral courage or backbone. They have hidden behind uh, the first amendment and free speech when again, they were perfectly happy to cancel anyone who, you know, misgendered someone or something in the past, you know, five years, uh, or or the wrong costume I mean, to a yes, Halloween. It's been it's 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 been <laughs> insane on college campuses, and and this has been a moment of moral clarity for a lot of people, not on college campuses. Um, but again, I just don't think that college presidents are. Most of them have shown no willingness to do so. Tom, you said at the outset of the show, at the top of the show, you pointed out it was my birthday. On one's birthday, I think one is allowed to be optimistic. Hope, These are your and I'll tell you wishes. how optimistic I Well, I'm just, you know, hope springs eternal on one's birthday. My son is taking me golfing later this morning, and I I, I hope to shoot around the par. <laughs> now that's instead is of a my normal wish. <laughs> instead of my normal 105. All right. Well, that's a good place to end it. Well, have fun. Hit them long and straight, Carl. I hope you get that round of uh, even par. Uh, That'll do it for me. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief, and this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, October 24th, 2023.